0: Welcome to our series, Alumni Conversations, where we sit down with alumni from our executive education programs to hear how their experience has had an impact. Today, Lori Spadaro, director of the Master of Business Operational Excellence program, sits down with Terry Chiobautzi, a graduate of both our Master of Business Operational Excellence and Executive MBA programs. Welcome everybody, my name is Lori Spidero. I'm the director of the MBOE program and I'm a 2016 graduate of the program and today's special guest is Terry Chiabazzi, the technology analyst at Nationwide. He's also a 2017 graduate of the MBOE program and graduated from the Executive MBA program in 2019. Terry, thanks for being with us today. So Terry, tell us about your organization and your current position in your organization
1: yes uh uh so I, I work for nationwide uh and uh we're an insurance company but we also have a uh, financial component to the company uh and i am on the financial sector of the organization uh so what i do for nationwide i'm basically as you know i've been in this world for a little bit now what i what i am is i'm an instant manager uh, i in the it space uh and what I'm responsible for is to basically when uh, any we have any impact with our uh, applications, uh, I am responsible to identify basically what was the breakage, uh, what was the customer impact, uh, and uh, I work to quickly resolve the problem. And uh, I on in addition to that, I also help out my leadership with some data analytics and identifying. Where and where things have been broken, and what kind of process improvement we can put in place. Um, and being that I'm in the MBOE grad, I'm also, you know, responsible for some of the CI work that my uh, organization takes on. So, it's right. basically
0: not can't, sure. can't get away from the data analytics, can you?
1: No, no, not at all.
0: <laughs> no. So Terry at Ohio State, you took advantage of some education offerings, including the Master Business Operational Excellence program and the Executive MBA. So, what made you decide to go back to school for not just one but two master's degrees?
1: You know, I think this is a question that I actually get from a lot of our friends and family members. Um, I, you know, I, for me, it's growth. I like to learn. You know, I, I one of. Uh, I t- I've told myself that every year I'm going to be taking on a new oh. skill, every year. And uh, so the MBOE offered some particular, you know, some particular skill sets, you know, in you know, you know, finding efficiencies, critical thinking, and analytical thinking. The MBA provided me sort of the uh, knowledge breadth of everything of an organization. Of, of corporate, you know, uh, how all the pieces fit in, you know, from your HR to operations, to finance, you know, how all those pieces fit in to provide for a better organization. And uh, at the end of the day, that's really what I wanted to do. Um, and uh, when the opportunity came and, uh, you know, I had time to do it, I told myself, why not, you know, uh, why not continue on and uh, keep, keep on, keep it on going.
0: Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> would you do it the same way that you did it? If you had to do it again, would you do MBOE first and then EMBA, or would you reverse those roles?
1: Uh, yes, I would I would keep it the same way because I think the MBA, the MBOE, uh, uh, while I completed the MBOE, I, uh, I was also an intern nationwide. So that gave me the opportunity to network around, uh, and I actually worked with the team that was, uh, you know, uh, doing sort of the, the lean stuff, sort of, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the efficiency findings for the organization. Um, so we were sort of, uh, you know, of a, a, a matrix aligned group to different organization. I think the time that that timeline worked really well because I completed that, uh, and got hired on full time and then just moved on into the, to the MBA. So. I think it was more so the timeline that really worked well. Um, but I would keep it the same if uh, if given the same opportunity.
0: That's good to know because I do talk to quite a few people who are interested in one or the other, and then you know, you are just a handful of folks who have done both. Yeah. And I think, I think, from what I understand from some of the people I spoke with that have done both, they've done MBOE first and then EMBA, and it seems to make more sense that way. Um,
1: yeah, and there's there's a you know and. Uh, there are some uh, parallel to, uh, in some of the leadership courses, you're, you know, that you will take. Um, and, uh, uh, because I think that's one of the that's one of the emphasis of both uh, programs, right? Um, you're, you're, you're a lean leader in one, and then you're, you know, you're just the overall leader in this, in the other one. Um, and, uh, I, I do think that it's, it's, you can't go wrong with either, with, with either, um, you know, either, either track really, uh, or taking which one first. Um, because I, I, I know of uh, David Ring, who was my cl- classmate in the, uh, in the MBOE, I think he was an MBA first, and then did the MBOE after, so.
0: That makes sense. I, I think, and one of the things that for leadership, for at least MBOE, they're really being into humble inquiry and being a humble leader. And so how to ask those questions, how to have compassion for your colleagues, and the people doing the work, and then maybe when you get into EMBA, you've learned the basics and, you know, how to ask those questions, how to, how to be humble, how to ask the people that are doing the work, but then you could be that leader that has that foundation,
1: right,
0: you're learning more, so maybe, perhaps, you know, but like you said, either way, but, you know, it is, both programs are big in how to be a great leader, Yes, you know, and so, and ask the right question. So that's huge as well, which is something that you learn very quickly in MBOE when your coach is asking you, when you're asking your coach a question, and they in turn answer that with another question. And so you're wondering why they don't answer you. <laughs> you figure it out, right? But anyway, so, so you're a veteran. You served in the US Army for a number of years. And what was the process like if you use your GI bills, what was that process like at Ohio State with, with um, the veteran services?
1: Um, and I think this is probably one of the uh, undervalued uh, sales of Ohio State, really. It's a very friendly uh, university. And it was a very, very simple process for, for me and my other colleagues in the, either the MDOE and the MBA. Because all we really had to do is uh, uh, get in contact with the uh, department, and uh, being that we were in the executive program, they took a list of everyone who was involved and uh, everyone who take care of the uh, who use take advantage of the uh, of the GI Bill, and uh, where we were automatically enrolled, and uh, and you know we didn't uh, I didn't have to go through the recertification process every semester. So it was a one-stop shop registration, and that's it. Um, and uh, and the uh yeah, the veteran services there took care of us, took great great care of us. And uh, one of the things I'm very thankful for is they they took out the red tape basically. And uh, you know, all I had to worry is uh, being a student and uh, making sure that I had my work done done on time.
0: Yeah, that's good. So I know both Emba and MBOE. So we will if there's just if there's a Um, prospective student that's interested in either program, we will direct you to our contacts and veterans, you know, services here at Ohio State. And that's great to know that they do take care of you because sometimes it can take quite a while for the benefits to come through and to enroll. But I think they, like you said, they speed up that red tape and make it so that if you're, you know, interested in the program and there's a month before the session starts. Um, they will get that done for you so you can be enrolled in the in the classes
1: yeah and, and they don't just offer just the you know the the the, the veteran services is very broad as far as the services that they offer you know if you're uh you know fresh out of the service and you want to get acclimated to either your corporate world or you can join uh i know of the uh the uh, mba veteran services uh a group that meets every, I think, every year in Chicago, and there's, you know, it's it's a, it's an opportunity for network. There's, a, you can request for a mentor, uh, someone who can guide you through the transition process. Um, there, there are multiple multiple services that they offer. So, that's great. They're
0: probably. Okay for those that need to be acclimated or, you know, we're maybe in Afghanistan, or Kuwait, or whatever, maybe there's some counseling services they can recommend as well, because, you know, everybody comes back with different experiences, gotcha. right? And so you know, coming back into the real world, so to say, is not always so easy for people. And, but, you know, they, you also know that you need education, so they come and finish. Yeah, their right? yeah. their families
1: as well, right? Uh, right? That's one thing we don't take into because uh because the, the cohorts can be sometimes, you know, grueling as far as the the, the the time required. Um so that's you no know, they do offer a lot and they were very good to me. But. That's
0: good. That's good to know. So yeah any veteran out there interested in either program we Absolutely. will connect you with the, the appropriate people to speak with to get that moved through. So sure. yeah. So Terry, what you learned in MBOE, how has that helped you um, or enabled you to pivot and adjust during this pandemic that we've experienced since March?
1: Yes, um, the MBOE, I think the skill sets that I, that, I've, that I learned, I think if I could take two things that I learned, I think is I became a, a critical thinker and not only that but also an analytical thinker right from a critical thinker is you you can think through things and drill down to the root cause of a problem and from an analytical thinker you, you you go through the a3 you know a3 process and identify solutions to those problems right and, and see which ones work and see which ones did not work right so you know in 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 this event you know in when I was transitioning from working in the office full time to now working at home, I had to ask myself, okay, you know, I'm I work with a lot of technologies and uh, there's you know, I, I need to be very flexible in what I use and whatnot. Cause my my work is a, you know, I can be called at any time any time of night. Do I need do I have the necessary infrastructure at home to um you know, to meet those demands, to meet my work level requirements. Um, second, um, and our, is everyone that I'm working with fully equipped with those. And uh, we, you know, I work with my leadership, my manager to work, you know, to have all that stuff. Um, so that's 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 just one area that I think one, you know, the, one area where I was able to apply my uh, MDOE lenses and look at things as far as, you know, what I was going to need and not only, uh, and uh, we've we've also made some changes through like not only applications that we 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 saw that were better fitted for our teams, the teams that I work with, in uh, from our collaboration standpoint, uh, you know, uh, which ones were easier to, for us to get on quickly on board and and work through things, um, and and putting those and and then just organizing things so that we can be able so we can be able to put, we can be not only fully staffed but fully equipped to work from home as a group and to better serve our customers
0: so basically you were doing some FMEA. yeah <laughs> yeah so
1: uh it's uh you know it's this this pandemic has been somewhat um you know unpredictable right um it was you know it, we all i think not only f- uh, f- not only for myself but i I think i speak for everyone it it was just we all had to be flexible and uh you know i i'm I'm a you know i don't have a family but i can only imagine people who have kids and um you know being able to teach and all that and that's that could be a little tough so
0: i can only imagine yeah same here i don't have i don't have little kids now and i can't imagine trying to work and you know, raise your children and help them do school. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. I mean, you might have two master's degrees, and you're going for <laughs> a school, but to teach, you know, elementary kids. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. needs to do that. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So the next question. It's kind of alluded to what we talked about already. So leadership is a cornerstone of EMBA. How did the program help you to become a better leader? So we talked about what you learned, but how you know, you learn the fundamentals, but really what did what did MBO or even MBOE do for you to make you the leader you are today?
1: Yeah, you know, so after you know, so you go through both programs um, learn, you know, the skill sets and everything, but it all comes down to application once you leave those programs, right? Um, and one thing that I find that with the MBA with the MBA, what I've learned is that um I I can understand um where our matrix um uh workers like their perspective, right? So my organization has an HR rep. We also have uh you know multiple other you know finance reps and other matrix um folks that we have in the in the department who are able you know who can provide those services quickly to the organization over estimates that we may you need. Know. And I find that in meetings, I'm able to understand what the Whenever we have a project that we're, you know, working on with different groups, I, I just, I even don't understand how uh, the finances that they get up and how resources are aligned. Um, you know, which, you know, prior to taking the program, uh, being in the program, uh, those were those could have been, you know, uh, topics that I may not may not have fully understood. I had never interacted with anyone in. Investments, before or HR or finance. Um, so now I can I fully understand where they're coming from. Uh, I you know, I just have a breadth of knowledge of the entire organization, how everything works. So that's a very very good. Uh, uh, those are very good set of tools to have if you're a leader and a decision maker um, because you're. You may not have all the technical details, but I think if you can understand everything from a 30, 30 foot view of everything, I think you're fully equipped of everything of making good decisions. Um, and the way I describe it is, uh, I'm able to zoom in, look at the root cause of something, you know, using MBOE skills, you know, that you that I've learned. But I'm also able to zoom out and look at issues from a, a top uh, uh, you know an aerial level um, and just having you know all these skill sets that I've you know that I gained in the MBA. So I do think that the put a partnership of those those uh through two, two programs I think mean, having to take both of them has helped me in, in this case.
0: That's good. So what, so Your military background has probably helped you become a good leader as well, right? I mean, so you had obviously you had some skill set before you came into MBA or MBOE that MBA from the being in the army.
1: Yes, yes, Um, yeah. So the ability to lead a team, right, um, is um, is is a a critical, uh, I think, skill set if you want to take on like you know if you want to be involved in leadership and uh just uh interaction um, interaction with people uh understanding where they're coming from, having the emotional intelligence portion of uh, of the ability of you know uh, which enables you to interact with other people, understanding where they're coming from um uh, that those are some of the soft skills that I that that the military taught me uh, that I was that was they were easy transla- translatable to the uh, to my current world right now and uh, although they may not be they may not be necessarily quantifiable um, they're you know very very helpful um, in you know in, in my everyday work so far.
0: Well, it's, it's a good point you brought up, especially about emotional intelligence. You know, it's a big thing right now, especially right now with everybody globally stressed and yes. trying to manage so many things that, you know, you could have all the skills in the world to be a great leader. But if you don't have the emotional intelligence to do so and have compassion and understand where, you know, your colleagues are coming from.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to make it, you know, it's, it's going to make it very hard to uh, to work. You know, at the end of the day, you, you do understand that uh you have a you know a few you know a few work you have some deliverables to deliver and however you know we all have challenges and we may not be you know may not be fully staffed all the time and how do you work around you know some uh blockers to accomplish those tasks and and that's what emotional intelligence steps in to you know help you figure out you know how <laughs> how the team can be, uh, can work together very well.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so you talked about when you went through MBOE, you were intern at Nationwide. So can you just um, tell us a little bit about your capstone projects and how that brought an ROI back to uh, Nationwide?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, so my project was, uh, was actually a very fun one. Now that I'll look back at it. Um, so I, uh, I, I took part, my project was in disaster recovery. So is that in a nutshell, basically um, providing an application, the ability to function if the infrastructure is lost on, on the normal infrastructure on which it operates on. For example, if you have uh, an application that you use at Ohio State, and something happens, you lost your servers. How can you flip over to another set of servers and fully maintain operation? So, um, we needed there are a number of application that goes through the testing every year, right? We need to make, we need to identify if you know, our testing measures are in place and are working correctly. And there's a metric that we have to meet. So, about, I think at the time, it was 83% of all the applications had to. Go through a DR test. Uh, we were having issues with testing you know, due to some, you know, either projects going on or just um, you know the staff, you know, being occupied with other other tasks. Um, so for that, and uh, we, I think we worked, you know, we streamlined the whole process, and and there were a lot of matrix organization um, aligned that were taking. Uh, pieces and parts and parts you know, throughout the uh, disaster recovery test. Um, and we worked to not only eliminate what made sense, what did not make sense? What made sense, uh, you know, we also implemented some automation as well uh, to be able to kind of reduce the timeline of uh, the work. And basically our process was to just make it easy so that whenever we do a test, it doesn't have to take a long time. Um, and uh, we were pretty successful uh, doing that, and uh, you know I'm still very, very close to the team, and uh, so that was one of uh, um, that was one of uh, that was my project, you know, in a nutshell. Nice. Yeah. Well,
0: good. So that's a, you know still similar to what you're doing now.
1: Absolutely, yes. Uh, it was actually looking back, it was a, it was an entry level a uh, uh, process really for me. Um, you know, I think getting that exposure and uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm you know, showing detailing my skills um throughout the project was very, very beneficial and allowed me to come on full time. Um, and and I think it entrusted my leaders to you know, uh, provide me with you know some of the problems that they have, uh, and uh. And they trust me to list it. to take on some of the some of the you know, value stream maps, some of the uh, additional, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, problems that they face on a day to day basis. They're
0: so. probably looking at those value stream maps, thinking, "Why are we having him do this?" Again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean? But you know what? I think once with value stream mapping. It's uh, you know it's a little difficult to learn at first. You're not yeah. you know trying to understand everything in such a fast, quick way. Mm-hmm. But once you understand what you're doing and why you're doing it, amazing what you yeah, can pull absolutely. out. Of it, right, you know yeah. the, the waste and the things that are just not necessary in the waiting and just obviously the seven wastes. Right, you learn all about that in MBA, yeah. but know just the things that you can cut out and really streamline your process is is pretty amazing but you can't do that until you can see it
1: absolutely i mean it gives you the ability to ask questions yeah it's okay you have to ask you know then you ask why is this here why is this possible is this process still useful in 2020 all right um can we get rid of it can we replace it with automation you know we're a technology group obviously you know can we look at what technology we can leverage to you know uh take this process from an hour to uh, 10 minutes you know? so um right. that was very very beneficial
0: well good yeah. so with emba so you go on two trips so you go to napa valley and you go to china yes So, what value did you feel that you received on those By going on those trips, and what what did you learn? Oh
1: yeah, so um, you know, being in IT, I think the Silicon Valley was, you know, uh, you know, being in you know tech, right? I think that that gave me the opportunity to learn from a uh, you know a uh, entrepreneurs and their journey, so to speak. When you know when you know, when, how that dream is developed to go through the, the funding, you know, going through a series A, series F, uh of the, uh, you know, of the, uh, the uh, the uh, the company foundation, so to speak. I think that's where the Silicon Valley was very, was very, very beneficial. The, you know, think we visited, you know, some venture capital uh, firms out there, which gave me uh, an understanding of how they, they fund up-and-coming uh, companies, um, so that was very, very beneficial for someone who's in who's in the tech industry. Um, I, I got to learn how the the whole sausage made, sausage making is done, so to speak, uh, for through that uh, that Silicon Valley trip um, in China. I you know it, China was much of the same. Um, the only difference was just uh, a different culture you know, uh, things that I took for granted, like uh, in, in the United States and like different norms that we have here are not necessarily the same over there. And i not, not say that it's wrong, but, you know, if you're if you're an organization that's a multinational organization, uh, what kind of uh, political or cultural differences are, are there and how do they how do those companies operate? you know, uh, in the back in, in, in two different countries that are very, very different to each other. Um, so that was, that was, you know, it was very, it was a very, very uh, uh, um, good trip as far as learning. Um, Hong Kong was also very different. So, you know, going, through, going through China alone was different, but adding Hong Kong, which was you know obviously having a strong European presence there, kind of um, had you know they, they've been sh- shaped differently for a long time so that also added a different uh, different perspective to things um so that was good that was good I, I learned a lot um and would want to visit those uh, places again uh, sometime in the future.
0: oh well, good then it must have been good because you know if you want to go back then you're like okay <laughs> you had a good it, good trip yes
1: right? i did I did well love uh, it.
0: So next question. So if there, what is one specific or foundational concept that you learned in MBOE and in MBA?
1: I think the MBOE uh, critical thinking and analytical thinking. Um so I'm not to say that I wasn't before coming in, but I I found myself in meetings asking very detailed questions, um, very uh, uh, the depth of the questions that I ask, I think are driven through the, uh, because I' I want to identify the problem of the issue. And uh, I am also, you know, I, I also look at things from a you know being that I work from a, for a customer facing organization, my view is from a customer perspective. So I, I'm able to align myself from a customer perspective and ask those questions from that standpoint. So the MBOE, I think, gave me those tools and, and set of skills. Uh, the MBA was offered me the opportunity to look at an organization from a different point of view, you know. Um, from a, an accounting perspective, um, you know, IT also has an accounting portion to it. You know, how are we funding some of our projects? Uh, you know, who takes what? How, will, you know, the resources coming on, you know, are they fitting in into, into the pro, you know, into the project build, the portfolio, so to speak? I think those are some of the uh, the the two, you know, from those two programs, I think that's, those are some of the things that I've taken, uh, some of the foundations I think that I've, that I acquired going through. Okay. Yeah.
0: You know, Terry, what advice would you give somebody that's exploring going back to school for a master's degree, either EMBA and BOE, um, you know, maybe timeline or or whatever?
1: Yeah, so um, you know, obviously, you know, our journeys are going to be different. Um, I would say number one, leverage your network because uh, uh, we all have different skill sets that we bring to the team. You know, I you know. In the uh in the NBA, I found that I, I was I, I was I've always been comfortable with with numbers. So I, you know, so, you know, I had taken some uh, data analytics courses before. So I was able to provide to have uh, you know to provide those skills to my, my to you know my you know one, working on projects for my, with my team. And, but I also, you know, I think one thing that I tried, uh, to do is leverage the partners that I had, like we had a president of a company on my team. So I, I would, you know, I, I, I found it fascinating, um, that, you know, his, his questions were, were more so coming from a top lens. Um, so I, you know, I would also, you know, I kind of yeah. was digging his brain through, through the NBA and, uh. And you know we had we had a pharmacist in our group, you know who, you know had a you know broad different industry to the group. So I think understanding uh, obviously you know tech is everywhere. So you know I you know but I was I've always been involved in fintech, and so I you know I kind of picked their brains to understand what you know what technology played in their everyday role and what are some of the you know problems they were facing. So I think if you're a curious person, I think that's one way one one uh, one place to start, uh, just leveraging your network. Cause you never know where your next opportunity is going to come from. Um, I would also say that just having an open mind, um, because, um, you never know what you're going to learn and you never know what person you're going to run into. Uh, so coming in, uh, having, you know, and having that, that for me the thing that drove me is just that hunger to learn something new every day. Uh, so those are, the, those are the two things that I would, those are the two advices that I, that I would give to anyone who's anyone considering the program. Both great programs, um, both will, uh, you know, you're gonna learn from, uh, you know, great professors, some of them who I still consult today, like, um, you know, uh, uh, David, as David Beach, uh, you know, who I did my, my in, initial interview with, uh, uh when going to the MBOE uh you know I've written a lot of you know uh books from around emotional intelligence and leadership as a whole um, so there there are there are a lot of things but I think I if the two that I'll give to anybody who's considering these programs is have an open mind and uh you know leverage your network
0: so. yeah I think um with both programs you know there's there's people from all backgrounds
1: absolutely right? so yeah. you're
0: sitting there i remember my first day in mboe thinking oh my gosh <laughs> here's this you know surgeon and here's this you know, whatever and i'm like what am i doing here exactly you know, I little i was a little overwhelmed yeah. and um or, or a lot overwhelmed but you know what everybody is they just don't sure. want on that yes. everyone's overwhelmed and you don't know the people that are in your cohort um you know, one thing we did with MBOE is we've created a, um, a MBOE LinkedIn page for each cohort now. So yes. all the people that have been admitted are on LinkedIn together, getting to know each other. So that way, the first day of class, you might not know them personally, but you know their name, you know what company they're with. So it's not like you're coming in there not knowing anything. Yeah. I think that's helpful.
1: Absolutely. And, and to give an example was uh, there's... Uh, uh, uh I ran into uh when I was finishing up the when I, I was in the MBA cohort and uh she was in MBOE cohort. Um and we actually met uh at Ohio State and uh came and found out that she's not working for nationwide. Uh and uh so we, you know, I was able to interact with her at nationwide. Um that, that's just another example of leveraging your network. Um so um, the people you run into um just Learn as much as you can from them and, and keep a close tied.
0: Yeah, because yeah, last year when you graduated, the incoming MBOE class did have some nationwide folks. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. Angry, angry was one yes. of them. Yeah. Yep. So anyway. All right. So now that um, now let's see. Sorry. How have these two milestones, MBA and MBOE, influenced your personal life? So not work or professional development, but your own personal growth and learning.
1: You know, uh, so I, it's a good question. Um, uh, from a personal perspective, as far as my career, I think, uh, having those tools I have been able to rethink what I want to do going forward. And I find that I want, you know, the area that I want to work in has to involve three things, people, process, and planning. Um, so that is, that's probably one area of influence um, that the uh, the two programs I've had so far on my career and, and and my life so far, because I've been able to identify what, I, you know, where I fit in best uh, as from, from a, 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 you know, a workspace or a group or whatever. Uh, and uh, and just continual growth. Right. You know, continue continuous improvement is something that's preached every time in the MBOE and. Uh, um, you know, you always gotta. You know, and and I, I believe that you know, in every area of life, you you know, you gotta. You know, you, you need that continuous learning. Uh, that's something that has, that drives me. You know, and I can't say that I'm a. You know, I I, I can't say on one hand that you know, that I'm a continue. I want to continuously improve, but stop. You know, stopping my learning journey. Um, I don't. I don't think those two are very consistent so um, that's one area where i've I've revisited my life and looked at you know uh how these two programs have you know benefited me and not only my career but you know just my journey overall um and also just uh, the people that i've met Uh, some of my best friends are are from both programs you know uh so we both, you know, I mean, every time Ohio State, um, Ohio State's playing, you know, I have friends who usually come over, maybe have a sleepover uh, from out of state, um, and uh, as well as some of the ones who are local. So we're able to hang, you know, and we're able to communicate and hang out. So
0: that's that is one thing I think that you'll find with both programs is um, you're going through this together. Mm-hmm. You know the accelerated program, so it's it's you know you're learning a lot of information. you with these people, even though you're not with them yeah. every day, all day long. You're with them with you know EMBA is, is monthly, a couple mm-hmm. days every month, and MBOE is four days every about every six weeks. Mm-hmm. You are with those people working continuously all day long, trying to solve the same problems, trying to learn what what they're trying to teach you, and you get very close to those people in your cohort.
1: True. And,
0: you know, um, and you know, so maybe not even in the co in that specific cohort, but the other cohorts too. So you have all your MBA network, you have your MBOE network. Yes. And I think that, you know, um, once you go through that, you just have this kinship with the other with the other people in other cohorts because hey, we all went through this, you know, different yes. times, but we know exactly what was taught and we understand what you went through. So you always have that connection with people, which is, is, is awesome. Because like you said, or we talked about before, it's not just somebody else in it from yes. nationwide that you, that you went to class with you or with surgeons and plant managers and nurses and, you know, just, you know, people that work at Ohio state or whatever yes. it is. You know? I mean, it's just, it, there's so many diverse backgrounds and, and knowledge that comes into the program, you know, yes. everybody's at a different level. And so, um, you know, you, you just learn from each other. You wouldn't think that you would. You all have different problems, but the way yeah. you go about solving those problems is the same.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Uh thanks for the professors as well. You know, we obviously, we obviously had some of the best ones. Um, uh, I can think of my, uh, our organization behavior, uh, to our Professor Tanya, um, you know, some of the things that, you know, some of the, uh, some of the uh, cultural aspects that she taught in the cohort, I find that to be very true. Uh, but, you know, they not only teach you, uh, not only teach you what you need to know, but how to deal with problems as well. So uh, I find that very beneficial and uh, yeah, and uh, they they're very close and uh, I do occasionally reach out to them and uh, ask for questions and on, on, on where areas where I'm stuck. So, I'm very, very thankful for going through both of them. And who knows? Maybe I'll be back someday again.
0: <laughs> if PhD next. <laughs> <be>. <laughs> well, Gary, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that we'll see each other again. Uh, hopefully we can all be together again. But, you know, in yeah,
1: yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me here for organizing this
0: uh, For more information on our executive education programs, please visit fisher.osu.edu.